Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the First in Moose podcast presented by U92, the Moose student radio station of West Virginia University. I'm your host, as always, Patrick McCabe, along with my co-host, Manny Diego. It's been a break. Came back from Thanksgiving break. We're back at school now. It is a dead sprint to finals week now. We just talked about it before starting this. Uh, we're already forgetting about assignments that are going to be due in the upcoming week. So that doesn't explain where college students' mentality is at. I think that's a pretty good example of it. But let's get into it. NFL Week 12, it's flown by this season already. We've really we've seen a ton of great football throughout the season. We've also seen a ton of bad football throughout this season. There's really only a couple of teams, maybe three or four teams throughout the NFL that you can really consider as teams that, you know, are Super Bowl contenders in your eyes. Manny, for you, I want to first talk to you because your game is tonight. The Oilers Colts, 8-15. This is a matchup that if you hadn't told me that the Steelers are playing tonight, I probably would not be watching. Uh, this is the game between three and seven Steelers and the four, six, and one Colts. Uh, for you, you know, what are you looking forward to going into tonight's game to try and come away with, uh, you know, come away with a win in this one? You know, at this point, I guess I'll, I'll let you answer that and I'll have a follow up for you. Perfect. Um, what am I looking uh, – I don't know, just continued improvement from the offense especially. Defense, you kind of know what you're going to get a little bit. Um, you're going to get the pass rush obviously there, but in the, on the backside you kind of hope it's there. It's been a little bit improved uh, over the course of these last couple games, getting some turnovers, some better play from some people. Um but yeah, you know what kind of you're gonna get on the defensive side. Offensively is where I kind of want to see them keep growing. Last, two weeks ago, they had a better rushing attack um, against the Saints. Last week it was decent. It could have been better, but I kind of hope for it to to keep growing. We scored a, more points than I thought last week, so building off of that, I just want them to close it out because in the second half last week we kind of just died off. We did not play like we did in the first half, so I want to see a complete game. Close out uh the the Colts if we have a lead and get another win here and just end the season on a positive note. Planning towards next year, obviously. Yeah, so I guess my the follow up question to that is, you know, you're talking about next year. This upcoming draft is going to be, you know, one of the most hyped drafts we've seen in a long time. There's a lot of fantastic prospects up and down, about the first round longer, uh, in this draft. You know, at this point in the season, it's a lost cause at this point. I don't I don't think you think that they're going to make a, a real run into playoffs. I don't really think they have it in them. You know, at this point, are you really looking forward to, to the draft and trying to secure a higher spot so you can get, you know, a better player, um, you know, whether that be a high, you know, a, a high-level tackle or high-level, you know, offensive or defensive lineman? You know, do you look forward to that and try to hope that, you know, obviously you want them to win, but at this case, you know, it's kind of a lost cause. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, you know, before like you knew the the team wasn't one of the, the top three teams in the NFL in the past years, but you kind of knew you were in the playoff hunt, so you were kind of looking forward to that. Not really anticipating the play the the draft as much as I am now, but obviously now that we're 
not as good as we were in the past couple of years trying to get into the playoffs. We're not really in the hunt right now. And I think if we win out, we still need to depend on other teams too. So it's kind of a a long stretch or an out, outreach to, to make it to the playoffs. But yeah, I think a lot of fan pages I've seen on, on social media are also playing towards the draft more than, more than often. So I guess this is really the first year where I could say, yeah, I'm looking forward to the draft and, beginning of December. Um, but yeah, it, it, like you said, there's going to be a lot of good players too. And we have high draft picks higher than probably I've ever, I've ever witnessed in my, in my time of being a Steelers fan. So we have right now uh, the fifth pick and, but depending on how obviously the season ends, we're going to see how that goes. And we have obviously the bears pick their second round pick. We got for Chase Claypool, which is I think in the, 30 between 32 and 35 i'm pretty sure so early second late first rounder if you will uh it's a, we have a lot of good off-season tools to build off of so i'm um, looking forward to that because of the the transactions that have happened and how this season has played out so i'm looking at the tankathon mock draft right now currently Steelers are fifth uh in the nfl draft order right now but Depending on tonight's uh, performance, they could either uh, they'll most likely stay in the same spot. Uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, they're either move into a tie for third, or they'll stay. Um, they will stay. Excuse me, at uh, fifth in the NFL draft order. Right now, it's the uh, tackle from Northwestern, Peter Skaranski, who's really good. Uh, 32 or 34, excuse me, uh, as a D lineman from Florida, Gervin Dixon, 6'6, 320. And then 37 is a cornerback from Illinois, Devin Witherspoon. So those are your three picks. You're really focusing, uh, more so on the defense, I guess, in those first, uh, two out of three picks for you. You know, I guess quickly for you, do you want this team? Do you want this? You know, do you want to go more offense in this next draft, or do you want to go more defensive minded? Mm, uh, I'm, I'm when the way I look at the draft, the more kind of like just basing it off of, I guess, first, first category being best player available, and if we have the fifth pick right now, and if somehow we get even higher up into like the top three or so for some reason. Then I would start looking at guys like Jalen Carter, hopefully, uh, Paris Johnson, a tackle Paris, from Ohio State. He's actually ranked sixth right now. Yeah, even at so like you five, could, you could get him. Yeah, you you could get him. Anders, it's at the moment it's uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, then Will Anderson, then uh, Jalen Carter, and then Peter Skaronski at five to the Steelers. Right. Okay. And then, I mean, those are the biggest ones. Obviously, offensive line has always been a talking point. Defensive line would be huge because Cam Hayward's getting up there in age. I think he's 33. Um, If you bring a guy like Jalen Carter, he could slot right in. Or even cornerback. I would love for this team to finally draft a good one. Because we have, right now, our starters are Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton, and there is one more I'm not forgetting. I can't remember his name. I mean, it is Witherspoon, but he's injured right now. I'm trying to Akello, think. Of some... Akello? Yeah, Akello Witherspoon. He's injured right now. Um, but I guess those are the three starters if he wasn't hurt. So 
I kind of want a good one that you draft and he could be solid. I would love for that. Hopefully in the second round, if the guys I want are still there, I think Joey Porter Jr. is the one that really catches my eye, but uh, I don't know if he'll last till the start of the second, but we'll see just because he has ties to the Steelers. So I feel like that's always uh, the route they love to go. That's an It's an interesting idea. There's a lot of different ways the Steelers can go. Let's go all the way back. Thanksgiving Day is a great day. Uh, World Cup going on. So I know you were you were watching. I was watching that. I had NFL going as well. Bills Lions was a great game. You know that was the game where you know the Bills and eventually pulled it out, twenty eight twenty five, to remain one of the Super Bowl contenders this year. It wasn't easy though. This Lions team is there. They're getting there. You know, maybe they're not winning as much as I guess they would have wanted to, but you can see it in the team's performance. It's getting there. It's just going to take a couple more pieces, you know, being high up in the draft. Um, and I could eventually see this team being, you know, a bit more of a contender two, three, four years from now. Yeah, I think it's it's weird with the with them because they are getting they are getting back their their first round pick. Or they're first, not getting him back, but they're first getting his first action. The Lions in this upcoming week or these coming weeks, I'm not pretty, I'm not so sure, but I heard about that, and it just gives us more excitement for this offense because offensively they're they're really very much talented on the offensive side. I guess other than Jared Goff, because people I think view him as a one piece holding him back. Um, obviously looking for, towards the draft, looking to draft the quarterback for them, but. They have DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, who has kind of taken a backseat to Jamal Williams. They could use both of them. Obviously, I'm on Ron St. Brown. And they got a bunch of just young pieces. I know they like go TJ Hawkinson, but they have a lot of exciting players on the offense. The offensive line is very good. So offensively, they're kind of – they're very exciting. And if they could build through the defense, which is kind of a talking point, if you want to talk about drafts so early on now – should they go defense earlier on or go for a quarterback? Um, but I think this seems right on the cusp just because the NFC is a bit um, give or take sometimes. You see some teams beat teams that you don't think will. Um, there's only really, I guess, two legitimate teams, maybe three, if you want to throw them out there, Vikings, Cowboys, and Eagles. Other than that, I think everybody else kind of falls off. Um, but yeah, I think they're right on the cusp there. We've seen them take it to the Bills, and I think Maybe they could maybe be a surprise pick next year to make the playoffs, but that year after that, I kind of expect them to be more in the mix and kind of be, I don't know, kind of be like what the commanders are this year, trying to uh, beat teams that they kind of shouldn't and uh, be in the in the hunt right there and be in a lot of close games. Yeah, and you talked about it. There's not a ton of teams in this NFC that really pose a threat. You see the Eagles at ten and one. Uh, their game last night against the Packers was a bit too close for comfort, from my opinion. Uh, you know, that was the game that I expected the Eagles to win. They did. I think it was a little bit too close. But again, it's still the Packers. They're a good team. They've just not had the same amount of luck or, you know, the same amount of performances, I guess, that they would have wanted or their fan base would have wanted this year. The Eagles still sit at 10-1. and one. The Vikings beat the Patriots last Wednesday or last Thursday, excuse me. They're nine and two. The Cowboys won as well against the Giants to be eight and three. You know, as we get down to the last couple of weeks of this regular season, 
for you, do you see any do you see any difference than the standings right now in the NFC for those three teams? Do you still see the Eagles at number one, the Vikings at two, and the Cowboys at three? You know, it's really I don't know if you saw this. I saw something this morning on ESPN and all, like first thing in all those shows that they were saying that the Eagles defense is starting to worry them. And a lot of them said that they would actually put the Cowboys ahead of the Eagles right now, based on how they're playing. Um, that was interesting. I didn't I never thought of it like that, just based on defense like that. I know the Eagles defense hasn't been, I guess, as dominant the last couple of weeks, but that's a bit of a stretch there. But I think how you said it, Eagles, Vikings, Cowboys. Oh, actually, I, I might put the Cowboys in front of the Vikings because of the, how badly they beat them the other week. It was really bad. Uh, and the Cowboys just looked very much um, like the like the better team on all fronts in that game. Um, and they just kind of seem to be trending upwards right now at the right time. Um, on all cylinders, they just seem to be owned in on what they want to do and how they want to play. So I think I might switch those two and put Cow and put Eagles, sorry, then Cowboys, then Vikings right now at the moment. Yeah, it's an, it is interesting. Again, now the Giant or the Packers sit at four and eight, Eagles at ten and one, like we talked about. So it is still a bit of a toss up. Uh Chauncey Gardner Johnson is gonna be out for a couple weeks with a ribs injury. So that's a big loss uh for the Eagles, but uh, again, it's just that one. It's the next man up mentality. Reed Blankenship, who's a draft, who's a rookie uh, draft pick this year for the Eagles, picked Rodgers off. Uh, I think it was in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that really sealed the deal for me, in my opinion. So again, it's the one next man up mentality for the Eagles at this point. Um, you're getting down to the last couple weeks of the season. You've beaten every team that you're supposed to beat. You know, you still have you have the Titans this Sunday, which we'll get into. Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Uh, the Saints one is interesting because the Eagles do hold the Saints first round pick, which is currently at number six uh, in the is number six in the NFL draft order. So that will be interesting as well. A couple other scores as well. Dolphins win again, thirty to fifteen over the Texans. Bengals beat the Titans twenty to sixteen. Uh, Browns beat the Buccaneers 23-17 in the OT. Last game at, at for Jacoby Brissett as the starter before Deshaun Watson <clears throat> uh, comes back as the starter for the Browns. I don't know how to feel about this still. I mean, it's 12 weeks in. Um, there hasn't been a ton of coverage on Deshaun Watson since really the first week of the season or really before that. I don't, you know, I still, I'm still very much on the side that he should not be playing at all. But again, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson to be honest. Because you see, um, you know, you see, you see players they want to take uh, action for stuff that happens, whatever. You know, they want to get revenge, whatever. I don't even know if it's a revenge thing at this point, but it's, it's more so, I guess. You know, what he has done is wrong, and I think everyone can agree with that. Um, but at this point, you know, he's, do he's done his 12 games. The NFL, I wish, would have done more. They didn't. Um, who knows? We'll have, to, I, we'll have to see. I mean, you're in the AFC North with 
uh, with the Browns, with the Bengals, and with the Ravens for you, how do you look at it from your situation with the Steelers? I don't really know what to say in this kind of case. And it, it, it's just we've said our piece about it, but now you know now that that's happening, it you know I still don't think it should be happening. Yeah, it's probably the biggest story at its time that kind of went quiet, and now that it's getting brought back up, people kind of start realizing like how big this issue was and how the decision-making to just only spend them for the majority of the season. Those talking points we're probably going to see bring, being brought back up this coming week, a lot of discussion being brought up about it, and a lot of it's going to be forgotten about um, his play on the field. I think off-the-field stuff is going to take the majority of the attention this week coming up, leading up to the game. But I guess on his best day, Deshaun Watson is a very good player, but I just can't convince myself to think he's just going to jump right in and get him to how many ever wins, like six straight, seven straight wins here to end the season. I don't see myself um, believing that just because, again, it's a new team. And there's been so much, again, off, off the field issues surrounding him that you have to think it's extremely hard to focus on just football, especially with your teammates um, kind of making up their minds about the season already. They're four and seven, kind of in the same position as the Steelers, not really in the hunt. They're kind of stuck in this area where they're kind of planning. They're thinking about the draft or future seasons, not really focusing on the now. So it's all not going to look as sharp as many Browns fans would want it to look. But I don't know. It. I'm kind of in a place where I'm thinking you just stick with Jacoby Brissett at this point and finish it off strong. Unless they have the, uh, the uncanny amount of confidence on uh, Deshaun Watson, that he's just going to jump and be way better than Jacoby Brissett because I find that hard to believe. And if you're just going to throw out an experiment out there on the season, it's going to look not as good as you'd want it to. And then there's going to be even more questions about him going into next season about what you do. And do you really want that on your play at this point? I probably wouldn't. I would probably maybe hold out for next season to get him better prepared and kind of let this all, all wash away. Um, but that's just me. Uh, the every everyone's saying he's gonna play, so uh, we're gonna see how it goes. Maybe he comes in and and uh, throws the heck out of the ball and proves me completely wrong. But until that happens, I think it's just gonna maybe create more problems, more questions than it than it should for the Browns at this point. But that's what they signed up for. I mean, that's what they right. they they had to yeah. have known that was gonna happen when they signed him to the biggest guaranteed contract. In NFL history, you have to imagine the baggage that was going to come along with that. And it has. And I think it, you're right. It's going to come up, you know, later in this week um, as we get closer and closer to week 13, you know, of the NFL season. Some quick other scores as well. Panthers beat the Broncos 23-10. Uh, Russell Wilson will be getting released tomorrow uh, per reports. Um no, I, I rush though. He's a terrible quarterback. I don't know if you saw the report. Um, he's been using the audibles that the Seahawks used for the Broncos. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw that, but it's just it's one of those things I hear or see, and I'm like, that just can't be true. That that can't be like if but it ha but it has to be. Because I like, mean, maybe because like he's used to it, he's just like second nature, he does it, but like, like, come on, <laughs> you can't be using the same ones. That's like, like either one of us haven't played 
a down a football, and we would never even think of doing that. No, we would not either. But the fact that it was, you know, it was talked about, who knows if it's really accurate or not. But the fact that it's out there, it's just like, you know, I wouldn't put it past him at this yeah, point. I, I, really, I, really, I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, Rams lose again, 26-10 to the Chiefs. Chiefs, it's really going to be the Chiefs and the Bills uh, for this AFC North once again. It's going to be like this for the next, you know, three, four years while both of these teams are building, you know, Super Bowl-ready teams win every year Super Bowl or bust, in my opinion. Saints lose. What about the Rams? Like for you, just um, I just had a question for you. Do you – do you just shut everything down at this point? Like Matt Stafford's on concussion protocol has a neck injury. You guys he's are sitting out. at three and nine. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's out for the season. Yeah, they were talking about shutting him down. I don't know if it was confirmed, but is that what you would do at this point? You're like three and seven now. Cooper Cup, feel, no, no Cooper Cup. What are you thinking? I feel like it's a failure. If you admit that you're gonna shut the season down, you're admitting that you're a failure of a team, which I think they are. I think they Especially are with the uh, trade of the draft picks. Yeah, I mean you're trade really picks. exactly. You're really looking at this. You know, it, I think it is a failure on the Rams' part because now you've handicapped yourself so much that you know you're done draft picks wise for what three four years of good draft picks, um, and these are probably going to be some of the more best you know talent draft talent rich drafts that we've seen in a long time because players are players are just getting better and better the standard is getting better and the rams really have sold out on that trying to get you know high quality players that are you know reaching their primes now um to try and win super bowl if you won your super bowl that's great what do you have to show for it now you're three and eight your bet your quarterback is you know physically declining your best receiver probably your best player is injured you know you really you've handicapped yourself so much so in my eyes if they admit that the season's over it's a failure based on how much investment they put into this team but then also the stadium as well i mean you don't build that stadium for you know the jaguars or a team like that you're building it for a team that's going to win the super bowl every year and they've done that once but they're not going to do it for a very long time in my opinion so that's you know it's interesting to see where everything is at. Steeler, let me get your quick prediction tonight. Steelers Colts. Who's your who do you take as the winner in that game? I'm gonna go Steelers win. Um, I'm gonna say Steelers win twenty to seventeen. They'll take a win on the road. Is it away tonight? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's in Lucas Oil. Yeah, it is. Yes, that should be a that should be a fun one. All right, let's get into week thirteen of the NFL. Lucky number thirteen. It's a good week. It's gonna be a good. It looks like it's gonna be a good week for football. Starting off on Thursday night, Bills Patriots. Bills favored by five in this one. It will be at New England. Is it the trap game for the Buffalo Bills? Eight and three right now. One of the top teams in the AFC. Ah, uh, that's a. That's a good question. I would say they could look at it that way, definitely, because the Jets are really, really playing good. And I'm not sure if they're – 
are they first in their division? The Jets Who? right now? No, the Bills are first. Bills are first. Uh, Jets are second, and then Patriots are third. What's the Dolphins? I'm looking at it now. It's the Dolphins oh, no. are first. Yeah. Dolphins are first. Correct. Yeah. Right. So Dolphins okay. first. Dolphins first. Uh, Bills second. Jets third. Patriots fourth. All okay. teams with winning records, though. Right. Yeah. So the the Jets are right there, and they played very well last time against them. But obviously, that was in New York. Josh Allen. That was kind of the start of his. Not decline. I don't want to say decline as the word because he's obviously not declining, but just his kind of like dip in Physical. form of the season. Yeah, Physical and decline. that. Yeah, he had that. Um, the question about his elbow, but um, at this point, I think Josh Allen will be better in Buffalo. It will be. I feel like it'll be tricky at the start. It might be close at the start, but I think the the Bills will turn it on, and uh, and kind of close it out there. Be a comfortable win in Buffalo for them. I think they're going to be getting Tre'Davious White back. Um. He's going to help them out a lot. And I think they're just going to be playing a lot better. Von Miller is probably out for this week, and I don't know what his status will be going forward. So that'll obviously hurt. Um, but I think they nope. do enough. He is not on the med report. Oh, he's not? Mm-mm. There is no mention of uh, Von Miller on this report for this week. So that is an interesting one as okay. well. I just thought he kind of hurt his knee. They were kind of fearing he might have tore he might have tore something, but they said he didn't. So I so I guess he's good. Sounds like he should be fine. Okay. Should, looks like it should be okay, but that's that will be a good game as well. I'm gonna take the Bills in that one on the road at New England. It's gonna be a tough environment. It's gonna be extremely cold as well. But both of these teams thrive in cold weather games. So I'm gonna take the Bills in that one. Quickly, let's move to Sunday. Eagles, Titans, Titans coming up to Philadelphia to play the Eagles at one o'clock. This is the game I'd be very, I'm very, very interested to see how it goes. Because again, the Titans are a built our rushing team. They're like the Browns. They're focused around the run. And that's something the Eagles have struggled with uh, a little bit throughout the season. That's why you got Linvale Joseph and you got Ndamukong Sue to, you know, the shore up the middle. Of that defensive line, C.J. Gar- Gardner-Johnson is going to be an interesting one. Uh, not having him uh, available for this game is going to be interesting to see how that secondary reacts uh, for the Eagles. I mean, I can't not ride with the Eagles at this point. I mean, I have. I mean, they're ten and one. You're arguably the best team in the league right now. You're, you know, you're, yeah, you're probably one of the best. You are the best team in the league right now. The Eagles are um, have eighty two plus more yards on average uh, than the than the Titans doing this one. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy one for the Eagles. I think it's going to be another close one. Much like the Packers were able to get some good runs off on the on the Eagles, I think the Titans will as well as well. I think we might see a signature Derrick Henry touchdown against the Eagles, which I do not like saying, but I just. It just smells like something like that is going to happen this week. I'm still going to take the Eagles. I'm going to go 28-24 Eagles win on a touchdown in the fourth quarter to come back and take the game. Okay. Yeah, you made a lot of good points there. It's – I thought their run – getting into the specifics of it a little bit more, 
um, for those that would understand. I think a lot of the runs that the teams break off against the Eagles, it's, there's a, it's a lot of outside zone. It's a lot of outside runs because in the middle, you guys are very stout with Fletcher Cox there and a bunch of, and Javon, Javon Hargrave there and a bunch of other linemen you just rotate in. So that's where I think a lot of the success came for the Packers on those runs. Um, and I don't think Derrick Henry really does that. He he's capable of doing it, but I feel like they just run it up the middle with him a lot, and it's gonna be hard for him because he's so because he's so big to get through there. He's not like an Aaron Jones where he's very shifty, very quick to get through those holes. Even AJ Dillon's smaller than Derrick Henry, uh, which is crazy to say because AJ AJ Dillon is not a small back. But if they could do that, I think they'll have success. And I I'm feeling like they're like they're gonna have to throw the ball, and Traylon Burks has been playing a lot better. Um, for the Titans, he's made a couple big catches, a couple scores there in the last couple of weeks. But I think the Eagles just have a bit more here, and their passing threat doesn't really pose a threat to the Eagles, even with their injuries. I think they they'll still find success and still be, um, they'll still come out the victors in this one. I'll say a close game too. I'll I'll say they'll win by a score of four. I'll say I'll take them twenty seven to twenty three in that game. 2723 does that match now right yeah well i just said they're gonna win by four so 27 to th- i'll take them 27 to 23 oh okay all right i see okay so three field goals two touchdowns okay so that makes sense all right yeah just making sure that math sounded right <laughs> did not sound right at first couple other games as well steelers falcons this will be a game at the falcons for you manny do you see a do you see a hope here for the Steelers team in that game, or does it look like it's going to be another loss to add to the record for that one? It is back-to-back away games. I don't really like that. But I think the Falcons aren't the hottest team right now. I think Marcus Mariota's kind of had his shot of reality once again, and he they beat the Bears, but they just lost to the Commanders this – or yesterday, I should say. Um, I think I think we could take that win. Because Mark again, like I said, Marcus Mariota's not playing the best. I know they run it a lot because they have like three backs that they rotate in and two others other than Cordell Patterson. But their weapons, they have great weapons. They just never use them because Marcus Mariota throws at a maximum 12 times, 10 times a game. So I think that just plays more into our favor. And I think offensively, we just take more risk and we can do more in that game to take the win. It'll definitely be another close one. Probably a, we'll win by... By three points, I'm probably going to say 20, 20 to 17, we win that game. It's a good one. This will be a fun one as well. One o'clock at the Vikings, Jets, Vikings, seven and four Jets versus the nine and two Vikings in this game. Actually, I just got a report about the 49ers. Elijah Mitchell is out for the rest of this season Saw that. with a knee injury. So that's a breaking news update. Vikings are favored by three in this game at home. This will be a fun one to watch. Uh, the Vikings have really come alive this season. They found a good, they found you know a really a really good locker room. Um, you know, they, they look like a very good team. They look like a competitive team. I think it's a team that is much much different than when the Eagles saw them uh, week one or week two of this season. I forgot which week it was, but this is a team that looks very dangerous. They're going to be a competitor. They're going to be a contender, you know, going into, 
you know, the NFC look going looking at the NFC championship potentially uh, against what I think will probably be the Eagles. So it'll be a repeat of a couple of years ago in the 2017 season where the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I'm going to take the I'm going to I'm going to go in the Jets with this one. Uh, wow. I don't know if you follow. I don't know if you follow the Jets on on TikTok. Um, there is a kid named Johnny. Yeah. Who? Yep. Okay. So you know. You I know, know exactly who he is. Yeah. 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 So Johnny is this kid who loved Sauce Gardner, and one of the preseason videos the Jets did on TikTok was talking about was Johnny with Sauce Gardner, the rookie cornerback from Cincinnati, who plays for uh, the Jets now, and he said. That his dad, that Johnny's dad would take him out for ice cream every time the Jets won. Every time the Jets win, you immediately know you're going to see a video on the Jets TikTok of Johnny eating ice cream wherever he is. It's usually vanilla ice cream from what I can remember, but it is just doused in toppings. Uh, so that's why I'm going to take it because I love those videos. And he's, he's a very cute kid. So I'm going to take the Jets in that one. Uh, but I think the Vikings will probably come away with it in the end. That's a great matchup. Uh, I love that matchup, Sauce and Justin Jefferson. That's gonna be. I that's didn't even be think amazing. about that. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That will that's, be a good gonna matchup. gonna be great to see. There's still and other good games as well. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I don't know if he completely shuts him out because against other top receivers, he's done very well. Um, he did well against Stephon Diggs, and like he did very well against Jamar Chase, and now he gets his. Uh, former LSU teammate Justin Jefferson to see if he could do the same. But if he could do what he did Cincinnati. to just to Jamar Chase, well, like his um, uh, like LSU teammates Jamar and Justin Jefferson. That's what I was getting at. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Continue. Yeah. Continue. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I was just yeah. Um, if he could do that, they'll have a chance. But I think. I, I can't jump on the Mike White bandwagon right now. I know he just oh, had a great either. game. Oh, I cannot either. I cannot either, but, but I want, I want yeah. to see Johnny eat ice cream. But I think the, the Vikings have more more uh, more pedigree to them, and it's at Minnesota, so I think they'll take that one by by like 10 points, I'd say. It's a good margin. Another couple of good games in the 4, the four, four o'clock window is going to be some great games. You're looking at Dolphin 49ers. That's at the 49ers. So that's a good one. Chiefs Bengals at the Bengals. Uh Chargers Raiders, not really a great one. And then Sunday night football is Colts Cowboys. An ugly one. That's not going to be a fun one. Uh, but that four o'clock window is interesting. Of note, like we talked about, the one o'clock window, Browns Texan, which I as we um, right. as we mentioned, Deshaun Watson making his return to the Browns. Will also be making his return to the Houston Texans in his first game back. Uh, expect some fireworks, folks. Expect some fireworks in that game. It'll be certainly a game you'll probably see a lot of highlights of on uh, social media uh, for reasons I will not be explaining, but you'll probably understand uh, come Sunday. In that game, I'm going to take – I'm going to have to go with the Texans. I can't root for the Browns anymore. I, can't, I just can't. Even though with the AFC North connection, I know with you, but I, I just can't root for the Browns. Uh, I can't do it. Chiefs, Bengals, I feel like, I, you know, that's going to be an interesting one. You're playing at Cincinnati. It's going to be a good environment on a 4 o'clock window. You know, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if I can go either way in this one. I feel like it's going to be – 
uh, the Chiefs, but I also don't want to root out the Bengals entirely. Yeah, I think I think Jamar Chase might be coming back for that game. I think he might be eligible eligible to come off the IR for this week. Uh, if not, it's like the next week. But I know he's close, so they might be getting him back. And if they do, the rematch of that ASC championship, the Chiefs, or Patrick Mahomes, I should say specifically, didn't have the greatest second half. Yeah, I don't think they scored in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. So they will be looking to get some revenge there. And I think that'll be enough for them to get the win. It'll be a better be a high scoring game for sure. Because both defenses um are prone to giving up a good amount of points in the teens or even maybe even in the twenties. But I think Patrick Mahomes has a great game just to kind of remind everybody that um that was a complete fluke and he's uh the top quarterback right now. One of the top two quarterbacks right now. So I think it's a big game and the Chiefs sneak away with that one. So it looks like Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon will both be coming back for that game. I'm going to go Bengals. I'm going to take an upset here. I'm going to go with the Bengals taking the win over the Chiefs at home on at 425 on Sunday. Quickly for you, Saints Buccaneers, who's your winner in that game on Monday Night Football at Tampa Bay? Wow. Um, I'm going to go Bucks. Um the Saints just don't look like they have anything going. They just got shut up by the Niners. Uh, Andy Dolan had some success, but now he's kind of dipping back to reality. So I'm going to go Bucks and that one to rebound off of that ugly loss this week against the Browns. That has been First and Moose Week 12 Review, Week 13 Preview. Thank you again for listening to First and Moose, presented by U92, the Moose, the student radio station at West Virginia University. We'll be back next week. For some more NFL action, surely it's going to be another fantastic weekend of some NFL football trending towards the NFL playoffs in just a couple of weeks. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week.